Hello, beautiful women, and welcome to the Claimed Podcast. I'm Anna Rova, your host, and let me tell you a little bit about myself if you're new to the podcast. I'm a femininity and feminine embodiment coach, and I run a very powerful program for single successful women who want to attract and keep committed masculine men or women who are already in relationships but want to change that feminine-masculine polarity in their relationship. All right, so I have with me here Heli, Heli Ma. Oh God, I forgot already. Mari, Heli right. Mari, right? Who is my doula, or who was my doula? I'm actually. I mean, you're always going to be my doula, Heli. I guess. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. I've just uh, been telling you that it's been a crazy day for me with a newborn. I've got a lady looking after her, and it's, it is my first time after. I don't know, maybe three months now because baby is now at seven weeks old and I haven't been in the studio, in the recording studio for quite some time. So it's been a bit hectic today, but you're my first one after uh, maternity leave. I'm still on maternity leave, but welcome, Heli. I'm super excited that you were able to join us today. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on board. I know you've done a few interviews, but I really wanted to... I mean, you're such a fascinating character, if I can call you this way, because so you are a doula now and a lot of other things. So maybe I should let you introduce yourself and then I'll tell you and everybody else what we're going to talk about. So, Heli, please introduce yourself to us. Thank you. Well, my name is Heli. I'd say, number one, I'm a mother. I have two beautiful sons, 20 and 24 years old. And a gorgeous grandson who's about to turn two and another little grand possum getting grown. I'm also a doula. I've been, I help parents around their birth. I've been doing that for about 20 years. I'm a counsellor. I work as a lifeguard. I spend a lot of time out in the ocean, in the sunshine. What else? I'm a human. <laughs> you are. You yeah. are. And I'm, I guess, I don't know if this is moving ahead too fast, but what has led me into this work is basically my experiences around birthing and parenting, mothering my own children and the reflections that have come through wanting to understand my own experience, a lot of study. I've got a master's in counselling, master's in applied science. So just really wanting to understand this experience that has so many kind of contradictions in it and then wanting to support other people through that. And doing that, I learn more about my own experience and with other knowledge that I gain hopefully you know help people have more powerful positive experience that really for me isn't so much about the birth the more I do it the less it becomes about the birth and the more it becomes about maintaining a connection helping the parents maintain connection the mother with herself her partner her baby and that that will be a beautiful healthy foundation to for them to grow their family all right, Haley. Well, thanks so much for this beautiful introduction. I love that you started with that you're a mother and a grandmother and then a human and all of that. And that birth for you is about maintaining a connection. And 
So I want to tell a story of how you became my doula. Well, first of all, I mean, I guess a lot of people know who a doula is. If you can maybe, let's start by explaining what is your role in the birth process? Because even for me, you know, I went, I mean, as probably a lot of the listeners know, I had a home birth. I hired a private midwife and then we obviously hired you as, as our doula. And even then when I did that, I'm like, what's the difference? Like, what are you going to do that Astra, my midwife wouldn't just, and for like, how is that going to work? And I think now it's very clear to me. And, I, and Haley, I know, I, I know, like I've told you this before and I know you're like, no, no, no. But like, I think literally, I mean, more and more I'm coming into my own power. We've had these conversations and I did that. But I just remember how much I think your role in my birth was so huge. Just like to this day, I think that I honestly, I think I wouldn't have. I mean, I obviously the baby would have been born, you know, one way or another. But you just did so much for me and I don't know how I would have done it without you. Obviously I would have done it somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that, but yeah, what, what is your role as a doula? Or, I mean, obviously you said it's all about maintaining a connection, but I guess maybe you can walk us through like the practical element. Mm. It's a very interesting role because if you put it down on paper, you know, what someone, a fly on the wall was able to see in your labor, for example, You'd say, oh, well, you know, she massaged you, she passed you coconut water with a bendy straw, you know, she got a bowl of ice and a cloth to cool you down. And those are all things that doulas do and other kind of practical support that a midwife may or may not do, particularly a midwife in hospital probably doesn't do because their role is your clinical care. And they may also be looking after other women and babies at the same time. So I see my job, which doesn't feel like a job, as to be there for you, with you. I hope that my intention is to be as much aware of what, and it's we're all guessing, we're all guessing. We can't read your mind. We can't see what's happening inside your womb, your cervix, your baby. We've got little tools to check, but we're all guessing. And that's where that connection comes into, into play so beautifully in birth. And also because the language is gone, you know, your words are gone, you're not talking, I just have your body and I I know a little bit to read and I know a little bit about your background story and I'm putting together my perspective from my experiences, all the other women I've sat with, everything I know through study, I'm just guessing along the way what, what might be going on for you and I'm staying present with that. It doesn't scare me. I'm fine with you being in pain, physical pain, Grief, fear, emotional pain. I don't need to rescue you. And if I'm okay with that, energetically, it sounds a bit woo-woo, but, you know, this is what the fly in the wall doesn't see in your birth. I'm okay with that. You know, your partner's okay with that. Your other child's more okay with that. And you get the sense it's validating, it's normalising, and you can actually go where that might take you safely is the greek word for doula is slave you know a woman a woman who serves another woman (laughs) for me it's more it's really that sense of presence my my one job is to just be there and i think again the more i do this the less it becomes about acupressure points and you know kind of tools and the more it becomes about being there in my loving presence with you and that's it and I think that's 
you know, the most powerful thing that we can bring. Yeah, for sure. Believing in you, really just believing in you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was missing with my first birth. And I think Mm -hmm. I told you about it because I really just wanted a woman to be there, you know, to hold me, not, mm. not necessarily physically, like you did a lot of things physically for me and, but so did like string and, and Astra mm. at some points as well, but it's just that energy. And I remember like when you went on a break, I'm like, Oh, I know she needs a break. Cause she's been here since 4am, but like, where is Heli? <laughs> you know, now I look back at my birth. It's, it's been almost seven weeks. And it's just such a rite of passage, hey? And when I look, there's so much. So, Heli, by the way, I looked at the photos mm-hmm. and I looked at the mm-hmm. videos. I went to this little cafe and, you mm-hmm. know, I was looking for them. And they're, they're quite nice, you know. I was like, and then you took them. So thank you so much. I wanted to thank mm-hmm. you in person. And then there is a video there of my actual birth, the bathtub. And I kind of slid the phone down because I was in the cafe. There were people around. <laughs> I was kind of looking at this. And I also... <laughs> did that I think intuitively not to be so close to it yeah, I was kind of like yeah. holding it down below without sound or yeah. something you recommended mm. and obviously I cried and I felt a little bit emotional because at that time I thought coming right after birth and in the, in the next few weeks I was really processing it because my birth did not happen as I expected or wanted to but now looking at it I was like I, you know, when we talked about Haley, that if you slept some music on it and that my birth, I was saying that my birth wasn't this ecstatic, amazing, blissful thing. To me, in my body, my own experience, it was very intense. I don't know if mm. I would use the word traumatic. It, it seemed to be traumatic in that moment. But when I looked at the video the other day, I was like, without sound, I was like, here's a woman who's just lying in the bathtub pushing a baby out, you know? So it was quite beautiful. So before we talk about, because there there were quite a few moments in my birth and in the conversations that we had with you after that, you know, were so profound. I remember you came over and like we both teared up, you know, we both were kind of crying when we're talking about birth because, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, It's not about the physical thing. The physical, like string could do the same exact thing that you were doing. You know, you did the reposo, you did the acupression, everything you were kind of showing how to do. It's that like, you know, serving another woman, as you said, and you helped me through some pretty intense emotional moments for me, especially with, you know, my mother passing away and, yeah. and all that. So we'll get to that in a moment. But, you know, I'm curious as to how did you come to do this? And let me, let me first tell everybody listening. So I first met with Astra. So I actually moved to Byron Bay. I'm in Byron Bay now. We moved from Canberra to Byron Bay and we've got a lot of listeners in the US, but we basically, just to give context, we moved from Canberra to Byron Bay. Byron Bay is this like, I guess, hippie place you can call it by the ocean. And I was already 28 weeks pregnant. So I knew the first thing I need to do is to find a midwife. And I knew I wanted to do home birth. And here in Byron, there's no problem with home births. So I met with Astra first and we hired her as, as our midwife because that's like she does more of the medical work, making sure you, you're healthy, the baby's healthy and kind of look at your bloods and all that. And then I asked Astra, I said, who would you recommend as a doula? And she said, well, what kind of doula are you looking for? You know, like, what are your needs? And, you know, we just moved. I didn't know anyone. We were like in the mm-hmm. Airbnb, like there's a lot of chaos. And I said, I sent a message. And I said, I just want to be supported and held, you know, because there's so much chaos in my life. And she said, well, I can recommend Heli. And I said, okay. And so we just chatted on the phone. 
a little bit and then we came into your 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 room your counseling room and we just talked and <laughs> it's so funny strings like oh my god I just feel so relaxed already oh. you, know? you just had this presence and obviously we didn't know each other then you know I made this decision so quickly but it's quite an intimate experience like birth, mm, yeah definitely know? But I knew you were doing calm birth courses and I trusted Astra. And in general, I kind of trust whatever comes my way and I say yes and then deal with it later. So, uh, yeah, we came in and then, you know, we talked about it and it was very obvious. I mean, you know, we were on the same page. So that's how we became um, in partnership with each other. Um, and you were also kind of looking after Zoe, my first little one, a couple of days. So that was great. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you, Haley, how did you come to do this work? Because I think in one of our conversations, which I didn't know about, like you were quite competitive and like you just kind of briefly mentioned that you were like a champion or something, winner and medal mm. in some sort of activities. And I'm like, that's my ultra ego. Yeah, story there. And I always notice like you're you're very fit, you know, you're really muscly. And I'm like, yeah, I wanna I want to hear that story mm. because that's quite mm. a jump from you know being competitive in the I'm assuming something to do with water to like being a doula, a woman serving mm. other women in energetics and all that spirituality mm. kind of so. What's that about, Haley? Yeah, well, it might seem like um, a kind of contradiction on the outside, but I think it's actually really the same. It's about connection. It's about being um, in my body. It's about, for me, it's being in nature. And the competition is just a kind of side thing, and I'm not doing so much of that anymore. But, um, you know, being in the moment with that little piece of water as it moves and I move through it, it's also about, for me, me accessing you know, a trance-like state, a sense of peace, a sense of gratitude, getting out of my thinking mind, it might just be my arms going around, one, two, breathe, one, two, breathe, feeling the water on my body. It's that presence. So just to, to clarify, you were competing in like what, surf competitions? Or? Um, surf, it's surf life-saving, so not actually surfing, but swimming, running, paddling. I spent a lot of hours out in the water in the ocean and Again, it's changed from training to compete to being in it for my pleasure, basically for my pleasure, my peace of mind. And so I think a lot of people, sometimes people are surprised when they meet me, you know, as a doula or a birth worker or whatever, because there's this image that, you know, we'll be kind of like matronly and we're flowing. I know. Drapery clothes and, you know, I've I've got little shorts and suntan and freckles and you know, messy hair, um, so I don't really look like what people may, you know, assume is that. Because you think of a doula as like this kind of like sturdy woman, you know, who's just going to be there for you and like, yeah, big flowy skirt and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like quite skinny and muscly and, you know, like you look like a surfer, uh, (laughs) surfer woman, yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't mind being a little bit enigmatic like that. I think it... um, yeah, well, I'm just myself. I don't try to be, you know, mm-hmm. enigmatic. But uh, I think it's interesting that we, because we, you know, we we want black and white. It's much easier for our minds to go, that's that and that's that, and it's actually not not like that. But, yeah. Um, so what brought you? So you were, as far as I understand, were you doing that for like work, doing sports, and always being in nature? Oh, look, I've always been active. I've always like to exercise and move my body. It's always been a really good resource for me. What got me into the birth work was having my own children. 
this is kind of what I say when I start my cannabis courses Mm -hmm. as an introduction to why I'm here. When I became pregnant, I didn't think much about giving birth. This was 1997. My son was born, you know, you went to the library and borrowed a book if you wanted to find something out. I just had this innate sense that birth was a normal thing and I chose to give birth at home. It just seemed normal to me. It seemed like a no-brainer, you know, why would I go to hospital? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sick. I was really surprised that in that labour I seemed to be able to access that mindful state, like a meditative state that I would have found really difficult to, you know, stop my thoughts previously. And I thought, wow, this is really amazing. Obviously I got to meet my beautiful son and those first couple of years, well, the whole time, he's 24, but it's particularly those first intense um, weeks, months and years of mothering. It offered me just so many opportunities to reflect on my own experience, I didn't have a, a conscious narrative memory about about of being mothered, and because I lost my mother when I was about sixteen, and didn't get to ask her about her experiences mothering me, you know, as an adult to bring that understanding to it. So I found that it it was just like it opened this both birth and that early time in mothering. It opened such a portal for potential understanding and growth, healing, shifting awareness. And I just thought that's what a bonus. And that's what prompted me to go and share that with other people. Yeah. Well, that's it, hey? Like it's that opening of a portal really. And, you know, my experience with you as a doula has been quite interesting in terms of, you know, obviously like there's the practicality as well. We meet twice before, twice after something like this. Mm. Also very fluid, and then you're present at the birth. But leading to my birth now, you know, I did this prenatal, prenatal, yeah, course uh, with art therapy and stuff. And what came up for me, mm, yeah, my own mother also passed away when I was eight, and I, I had this breakdown moment yet again because I did have it with my first pregnancy, and now it happened to me in my second one. Like, where is my mother? Why she's not here? And after the breakdown moment, I called you up and I came and I cried, you know, and we talked about it. And then I came out of that, your, your studio with a book, Motherless mm. Daughters. Yeah. And I found it quite interesting that we kind of shared that experience. And I think you you really understood that on a deeper level, mm. what's in mm. it for me, you know, and how to support me. And I just felt so grateful to just, you know, to talk to someone about it who understands but also plays a role for me. And I guess... Mm. That leads me to talking about, I guess I'll share and I want to talk to you about, and maybe this is going to be repetitive for you and me, but the two moments that were, I mean, there were quite a lot of significant moments in my birth, in this particular birth, because to share with the listeners, again, it wasn't this blissful, quick second baby kind of labor, like it was long and intense for about 21 hours because I went into labor at 8 p.m., didn't sleep the whole night was exhausted by the morning you came in at about 4 30 the midwife asked her came a bit later but the first moment that and that all relates to you talking about connection was and you you did a lot of different things for me right like holding me and massaging me my body was shaking things like that but there was also this and I remember I was just wailing and when things got quite intense and I thought I couldn't handle them, I was like, I got into this rage of why is this happening to me? I remember like String was there and I got angry at him. Like I think mm-hmm. I was saying something mm-hmm. to the effect of you did yeah. to yeah. me. 
and things yeah. like that, which I know now is quite normal for women to be like, what the hell mm. and why am I here? And then that same moment of grief and, and missing my mother came. And I remember, and, you know, I was crying. I remember I turned to you and I, and I told you, like, I, I, I miss my mom mm. in that moment. And, and you just looked at me like the whole time I felt so like I felt seen and, and held and supported. And, and I remember like through my teary eyes and you just looked at me and um, we had quite a few moments during my labor and birth. Mm like really intense eye to eye. Mm. And I think when we debriefed after, I guess a week after, you told me this is why you do what you do. Like that's it. It's not about the birth or whatever. It's seeing a woman in that, you know, no masks, no filters. Yeah. It's yeah. just so that's the, that's the real connection. It's the raw connection. Yeah. 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 And, and us having shared that experience of, you know, our own individual loss of our mothers and, you know, you having shared a little bit about your experiences around that with me, I felt like there were two sets of labours. One was the physical contractions, you know, and the other was the waves of emotion that you were going through. And I guess, you know, I could just be making this up in my head, but I guess I felt a connection or awareness that perhaps some of what you're experiencing were these waves of emotion, like the grief, the anger, that it's not fair. I so appreciated being there, being able to be there and kind of witness that and and just be there with this huge compassion, not to take it away, not to stop it, because it was part of that process for you. And again, that that portal, like to have that grief that you know, there wasn't anyone there for you when you lost your mum. And mothering without a mother is a really different experience. So it's not like the grieving was done, you know, always done in the labour. It's just kind of ongoing. And I guess that's where a lot of what happened for me as a new mother, you know, as I held my baby in my arms, I was like, wow, I was in my mother's arms. What was her experience? And a lot of grief came up in so many tears and I just saw it was exhausting but I saw it as just such a great opportunity. Um, so when you were experiencing, for example, like when we had the shakes after early, this was earlier on after I got there, after each contraction, your, your body would shake and I see that as that's your nervous system getting rid of, mm-hmm. of stress to encourage that and to allow that to be rather than see it as some kind of something wrong. Hi, girlfriends. Sorry to interrupt your listening to the episode, but I quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that I have prepared something exciting for you. If you're interested in polarity, femininity, and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life, this announcement is going to be very useful for you because I'm talking about my signature training. Like, how do I describe this experience? Because it's really an experience, you know. This is a signature training, my one-hour webinar that I've put together. And it honestly, it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years. But I feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from, you know, reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a copy-paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine men 
of my dreams and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey of five years for me about that time. And also this has come from my clients. So the previous training, how is this different if you've signed up for another training of mine, which was the Live Female Success, by the way, this is different because this is now coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually. Not only masculine, but also masculine committed men. So if you are in a situation where you are attracting men that are less than desirable, let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead, don't want to take charge, and men who are unavailable, then this training is for you. I will have to call this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60-minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine men. It's not what you think. How to break through the pantheons of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of claimed and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time. So you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash webinar, sign up. And I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went. And by the way, there are no replays for this. So make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present. All right, I'm going to jump off and you continue listening to this episode. My daughter was born on the same day your son was born. That's right, yeah, yeah. 28th right. of August. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't, I, yeah, I just yeah. think, you know, there's so many like, yeah. my connection with you is pretty much kind of random in the sense that, oh, I'll start recommending that we met up and, but then everything happens for a reason, you know. And the fact yeah. that I gave birth, like yeah. you were supporting me through my birth while it was your son's birthday. Mm. Twenty was it your first or second one? That was my first son. Yeah, and I, you know we're so we're so different. The lives that we live, you know, how we live our lives. Yeah, I think we're really different. But that's also what I love about this work that through that presence, there's a connection that's beyond what we see on the outside. I guess. Yeah, so I guess my question to you, and then we'll talk about that second really powerful moment, which was pushing. But, you know, when you talk about the body shaking and everything, because I'm a feminine embodiment coach, and so mm. to me experiencing this birth very differently from my first one, which was, you know, I when I shared like, oh, you know, meet Eva, she was born at home, a woman is like, oh, does that mean no drugs? And I'm like, pretty much, you know, which is quite a shock for God, I still can't believe that I guess majority or most of the world looks at birth very differently from what I, you and I have experienced. Mm, the Western world, yeah. Yeah, my second birth, I was also like, I don't need to go to the hospital. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not sick, mm. you know, and that's why mm. I chose to go this other path, which is a home birth. And to this day, my sister is like, she asked me last week, she's like, did anybody check your baby? But what if every what if something went wrong in that moment with yeah. you? Like what's you know? And I'm like, what could go wrong? I had a healthy pregnancy. I have a healthy body. You know, like the midwife would know. 
She's like, no, no, but you know, when I did my C-section, the doctor saw this quote that if he wouldn't, you know, I'm like, you're just in a different reality about this. Yeah, it's a different set of values, I think. Um, You know, if we go from the assumption that you are well and your baby's well and birth is a normal process, if we go from the other perspective of looking that it's looking for problems, you'll find them Mm -hmm. or you'll find something that potentially could be and if you treat it as a problem, then there's a whole lot of interventions that may happen unnecessarily. Some interventions are are important. Yeah. 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 So I want to ask you, and that's I think when we did a debrief, the whole birth team, we kind of walk through the birth and what happened because I really wanted to hear it from you guys, the supporters that were supporting me. I asked this question, which I'm going to ask Astra as well and kind of talk a little bit, but I want to hear it from you now. So you said, you know, birth is a portal. And, you know, there's a lot of women who choose to give birth via elective cesarean section or, you know, like a choice or they, you know, it's an emergency, however your birth Mm. is, right? And a lot of us, and myself included, you know, the images that I saw of birth were these really traumatic screaming, like that was the worst experience. Like, why would you want to go through this? Was my question for like 20, I don't know, 29 years of my life. <laughs> you know, it's this, it's there, there, there's so much around birth in general, you know, yeah. like religion and yeah. all of that. Like, you know, I was, uh, what was the book that I was reading? I can't remember. You know, like Eve and, and God has punished. Oh yeah, the um the myth of you know the, the yeah, apple. Not, that's why we're cursed with suffering. Yeah, yeah, women are cursed. Yeah, to yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. And there's so many books written. And by the way, one book mm. that you I brought from you, birthing from within, was amazing for me because mm. by the time I had I was was about to give birth to my second, I'm like I'm done with all the facts and the numbers and all that shit. Mm. I just want to drop into this and experience. Yeah. What I need to experience. We don't birth from our heads. We don't birth through thinking. Can't yeah, our way through birth. And so yeah. let's. I I would love to hear from you when you say open a portal. Like, why as a woman would you even want to go through this experience if it's so intense? And what happens in that portal or rite of passage that, you know, there's that physical, the question that I was asking, like, there's that pain. I mean, let's call it for what it is. The contractions were so intense and painful or, you know, like waves or surges, whatever you want to call them. Why is that physical, really intense experience, why is that bringing so much emotion? Is it because it's such extreme pain that we go into these, like, places in our brains of extreme emotion like mm. it's my mom and grief like how is that connected um in birth yeah I don't really know how to answer that because you know I've supported women in elective cesareans and they have had a beautiful healing connected empowering birth so obviously there's no sensation there with a full spinal block Mm-hmm. But but the work has been about helping them to maintain connection and have their voice and stay present in their body and maintain eye contact with their partner and really stay present in their body and then be open and available to meet their baby. So, yeah, it's an interesting question. Is it not just about where we go in order to, you know, what happens in our bodies with our endorphins when we're experiencing that intense sensation that we call, you know, pain um you know i think when we're so consumed by 
that intensity, there's not much space for stories. There's not much space for, for much else apart from what's there. You know, every, there wasn't any space for the soup you ate because it came out <laughs> again. So I just think it's one of those intense experiences and I think the intensity of the physical sensations is part of that, but it's not necessarily part of that. For example, a woman with the collective caesarean is confronting. You know, when you put your phone under the table to look at Eva's birth, it's confronting. It, it shows us something that we don't otherwise see, like we're so consumed in most of our life thinking 80% all the same thoughts and our repetitive daily behaviours. Like there's only a few things that stop us and be right here. Yeah. Death. Birth, death and what makes the birth happen pretty much. Well, <laughs> when you think that, about, we're not present. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you say elective cesarean, right? Because it's still birth, or no matter how you birth, it's still one of the most, if not the most, what is it, intense and significant event of life as a woman. And, and it's and so the elements, primal and physical. The elements are there, like the vulnerability, the need for trust, the need to be seen and understood, the need to receive, you know, a sense of being cared about, all those things are present whether it's an elective cesarean or a natural birth at home or whatever. They're our basic needs. And so often in, in birth they're dismissed. The heart rate of the baby's fine, our blood pressure's fine, we're contracting, that's it, you know, you're healthy, mm. the baby's healthy. But the, the emotional health, the, the relational well-being, that you have that sense in those moments that someone is there for you and that's the opposite to trauma. Yes, it's intense. Yes, it feels overwhelming. Yes, you don't know when it's going to end. But when you open your eyes and someone is there for you, and you feel that energetic presence, that makes all the difference. So for yeah. women, it's and trauma is you know obviously subjective, but it's it's generally not when we hear the stories of birth. It's not the contractions that made it traumatic. It's that it was too much, too soon, too fast, and no one was there for me. I couldn't do anything about it. Let's talk about trauma because there was that second moment that I mentioned was, oh, God, my like I'm going to do this is going to be probably a successor to my actual birth story, which I'm going to write and, and record. And so, the, you know, listeners will hear my mm -hmm. birth story and hopefully after mm -hmm. that they'll listen to this because then that would give them content. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in that moment where, you know, Astra checked me and I was like fully dilated, everybody get the bath ready, you know. And for me, I knew that, yeah, the end is near, the baby's coming, but holy shit, I got to get into the bathtub and then push this baby out, right? And so when we were in the bathtub and I was pushing the baby out, for me it was, I mean, it was the most intense thing that I could, you know, just like the physical sensations mm, of mm pushing something out like a body out of your body and the bones and the extension and mm, like all of mm. that and during those and you know she got out in like three contractions or something like yeah. three minutes yeah. and without sounds because I was screaming my guts out during those three contractions and without sound looking at the video like it was just so peaceful you know yeah from the top I'm like yeah. this woman is just yeah. blissful mm. <laughs> pushing mm. I remember we talked about this and I remember I was just, because it was so intense and so 
I don't even like, I don't have the words for it. Like I was, and, and you notice that. And I think that's where you talked about the, the role of the doula to, to notice because I was getting, and then I talked to you about this because there is a whole trauma embodiment thing where I was dissociating from the mm. experience. And I remember it was just so freaking intense. I didn't know what to do with it. And I just, I was, my eyes were very open and I started looking up to the ceiling, which because I'm training in embodiment, it's one of the signs, some people who are traumatized. Now, you know, in retrospect, Mm. I Mm. understand this. A lot of people who are traumatized, they have this like startle effect in their daily Mm. life. That's how you actually might sense that something's happening in their body so tell me more about that moment like how you noticed that and and Mm. you told me you actually guided me back to my body to stay with it to break down and to welcome the experience which is one of the Mm. tools that I use in my work with women with embodiment Mm. to not Mm. dissociate to stay in your body to welcome and to give that cycle of for this to not become then a trauma because when you Mm. welcome it you release it the body heals itself pretty much yeah Yeah. so your birth was potentially a like corrective experience in that way that you could experience something that was intense that did include grief that someone was there for you and you're able to come back to connection so there were actually a couple of times when I sense and again this is just my perspective that you were going into that dissociative state Mm -hmm. or other planet or Whatever, and in, you know, in labour we go into the other, another planet, and it's not necessarily dissociation. So it, they're always tricky to tell. Mm-hmm. But the expression on your face, like you, yeah, those eyes, those big white eyes, like you kind of weren't there. One was when I came up to you when you opened the door before Astra examined you, and the other one was when Eva was was coming down. And so I guess for me, for that moment, I think I might have said, you know, feel String's hand on your shoulder that's your baby coming out of your body I just directed you to to bring in some awareness hopefully of what was actually happening happening in the present moment because the present moment while intense is not traumatic you are safe your baby's safe we're here for you it yes it's intense and you know it can have some similarities to other experiences you know, this intense thing that you can't do anything about. But in that moment, we were there for you. And that's what I wanted to just kind of offer you, I guess, those little um, cues. Yeah, it's like a little, hey, hey, in a gentle way, you know, you're here right now, come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking when those, you know, when you're in those yeah. parts of that experience. How I did you know this? Do that. How did I know? I've done a lot of work around trauma. I see it. What, what I, see how, like, I see how it can happen. I know the I know the physical, the visual cues, like not just that older state of consciousness, because we see that in labor anyway, but that blank face, that distant, that I've gone. And if you know that can look like calm, it can look like peace. Uh-huh. I just sense that that in those moments for you, potentially that was what was happening. And I know that that's that little kind of in in that portal that's this side shoot of this kind of like black hole <laughs> where if we don't come back into connection that's where trauma the residue of trauma can can I come from and then trauma as we mother gets in the way of our connection with the baby and so the story goes on 
So when I first started being a doula and teaching calm birth, it was just about helping people have a more positive birth. Now, really, it's about get the tools and the awareness to maintain connection, which is the opposite to trauma. So we can make a better planet and, you know, be better lovers and be better parents. And Well, Kelly, I am, as I said, you know, being, being in birth with you and Astra and String, I, I really feel like you're part of my family, you know, mm-hmm. like. I think I had very few experiences with people and like the most significant experiences of my life with people and my connection with you is one of them. To be honest, I think it's just, you, you know, like I could count a probably on fingers, like the next one is my husband, my sister, you know, my dad. And and yeah, it's just undescribable. And you've saved probably me a lot of money <laughs> in therapy <laughs> or whatever or connection with my baby. And mm. definitely I can see like I'm just really grateful and I and I know it's not only me you know it's my connection to my daughter and her experience and Zoe mm. was there you know and like all mm. of this. so wow what a I mean literally what a, what an experience and what what a gift and I know that's why you do this work because you see this healing taking place and all that so I want to thank you for that and we're going to finish off here I could talk I mean I have so many questions about everything right like we can sit there for hours and hours and talk about all of this but unfortunately we don't have the time so the last thing would be Heli for women listening who are perhaps you know maybe pregnant or you know getting ready for birth or have experienced birth already and are just curious about this conversation what is the message that you would you would like to, to pass on? It's it's not about the birth. It's not about what happens. It's about the connection. It's a little story that might explain it. Like this client that I had that had the elective cesarean that was so healing after her first natural birth. And for her, she identified what was traumatic about the natural birth was that she lost connection with her body, a baby, a partner. She dissociated. And so when she chose to have an elective cesarean, it wasn't about me encouraging her, you can do it, you've done it before, have a natural birth, I believe in you. It was about how do you feel now you made that decision to have that cesarean. She was so relieved. So then the job was, well, how do we bring in what wasn't there before? And there was one little moment in that process of her cesarean where she wasn't with me and she wasn't with her partner. And before she, you know, when you go into the room before the theatre and we weren't, we weren't allowed in there. We came into the theatre later and I said as she was going in, I said, there'll be an angel there for you. See her and ask her to hold your hand. So she, and it was one of the staff, you know, one of the midwives or whatever. And so just maintaining that link. And in order to do that, you know, we kind of have to be a bit vulnerable. We have to show ourselves. It's just like any other relationship to have that wholehearted, connection you've got to be a bit vulnerable and that's why birth is so powerful because it strips all you know it strips it everything away and what's left is that the strength and the vulnerability yeah. I don't know if that answered your question Anna. yeah it is, <laughs> but I, I want to thank you I want to thank you for trusting me for inviting me into your family for trusting me with your vulnerability your stories yeah yeah Thank you. So, Henry, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, because I know, I mean, you're mostly obviously serving clients locally here in Byron. Maybe there's going to be some listeners there and they want to get in touch with you. But I guess, I mean, I don't know if you have any online offerings or whatever. So to everybody listening who's interested in your work or maybe wants to get in touch or whatever, where can they find you if you're open to that? If not, and it's just the locals, then, then that's fine as well. 
Yeah, so my website is just Helly Murray forward stroke, I think, loving birth. Obviously, I'm based in Byron Bay. I do do counselling and one-on-one work via Zoom or Skype. Mm-hmm. I offer a whole lot of things, mother and babies group, counselling, calm birth, obviously birth support. That would be hard to do yeah. remotely. Yeah. So it, I really, it's such an honour working with people in this intense time of transitioning. Mm-hmm. So many enormous changes on every level. Sure. Much, you know, becoming a mother is much bigger than just birthing the baby. I, I'm in the midst of it still, you know. You are, yeah. yeah. All right, Absolutely. awesome. Well, thanks so much, Haley. I really appreciate it. And, well, me and you obviously will chat soon, but thanks so much for coming on and sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Lots of love. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying, and you want to learn more and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So as you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you. If you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level, I'd love, love, love to talk to you and see if you'd be a fit for my work and what I do. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm inviting you and it's a personal invitation If you, only if you resonate because I don't work with everyone and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result and I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want which is start attracting better men so I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me it's a call that is one hour long and what we do is we talk about your current situation where you are today and what's wrong quote-unquote wrong with your dynamics with men what you don't like and then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get and at the end if I find that it's a good fit I'll tell you what I do and and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together. So just to give you a bit of context, this, is, this experience is all about and what I'm going to offer to you, only if I find that that's a good fit, is about, number one, putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men. And not through tactics and techniques or tips, tricks, whatever, but just by being you and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men. Number two, it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs, patterns and obstacles to rediscover your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice and your own decisions and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on. Number three, it's all about letting your body lead. Stop overthinking and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions, expanding and embracing your range of emotions, cultivating a sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. And I know if you're here, you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious 
conscious, healthy man is through you. It's through embracing your feminine nature. It's through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it. And a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself. And last but not least, it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman. Understand what true femininity is, exploring deeper levels of intimacy, and finally becoming free, lighter, and open embracing basically the feminine side of polarity because again this is what your masculine man wants it's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing doing and choosing all the time and start living enjoy freedom and your wild nature where you can surrender where you can find in the other go trust me this is an amazing place to be and it's easy and joyful and it feels natural and feels like a woman so if you resonate go to girlskill.com slash apply and there's going to be a short survey step one just apply there and then the next step is to schedule a call with me it's going to be an hour we have fun on this call so i hope to see you there and my my calendar is booked for another i mean booked my calendar is open for another week so go ahead and do that if you don't see times that are available for you make sure you email me because i'll always make time for you to make sure that you get your spot all right girlfriend keep running with wolves and i'll see you next week okay bye